0: Welcome to the Manager Matt Podcast Show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Manager Matt Podcast Show. A weekly show designed to help you as a leader and manager become better at delivering the results you need to your people. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode, and share it with others you might think get the benefit. Right, without any more delay, let's get on with this week's show. Well, welcome to the show everyone, and thank you so much. I'd like to start with a thank you, a gratis, a kudos. Thank you so much for the feedback on last week's show when I started to describe the idea of management and the idea of the concepts of leadership and last week I talked around the people factors and now if you haven't already if you can go back and have a listen that'd be great but I talked around things like the hygiene factors you know being a true leader means that you're listening that you're communicating both ways and I also talked about other areas I felt was the main things when you looked at the concept of leadership so to follow on from that And of course, with all the emails I've been receiving and positive feedback, I thought I'd try to expand a little bit more around what I meant around the concepts of leadership and management. And uh, I think it all starts way, way back in time. Let's go back in time. Let's go back to August 2020 when I started these shows and I started to talk around what I concerned me in regard to management and leadership being quite poor in some areas, people not being able to quite get what they were meant to be doing, a confusion. And I think that still today stands quite well. There's a lot of confusion in what people can and can't do as leaders and as managers. And there is a whole section of of people Skills I think were missing in a lot of the managers that I dealt with through my time, uh, and and even now with it, when you were coming into contact or read some of the posts on uh, LinkedIn, you feel that have people actually got it? Do they understand what it is to be a leader and a manager? Now, a manager you could say is all about delivering, but, and a leadership is all about strategy. But really, they are bound together. If you don't deliver, then what's the point in being there? You know, there's there's very little. A hope for any leader who doesn't deliver any results. We know pretty quickly how things can change if you don't get what you need to get at your people and make sure that the bottom line or whatever your targets are done. So I think let's go back in time to that time. So August 2020 and I started to talk around what I called the big fives. The ideal of having five big competencies, those personal management competencies and I, I think it still stands today. So it's worth before we go further down the rabbit hole of the other points on my mind map in front of me, I think we talk around the idea of uh, the big five and those concepts and just revisit them. For those who maybe haven't had the time to listen to all 182 episodes, or those who are just bobbing in for the first time and just want to have a listen. So let's go back and see what I think those five are, and do they still stand now nearly three years later? Well, let me explain what the big five are. Big five starts with one-to-ones. It's feedback, coaching, empowerment and delegation. And those big five, I think if you get those right, and I'm not saying perfection because we only uh, always should be thinking around improvements, not uh, perfection because we're never perfect, you know. But let's take them big five as the ones that are the bedrock of what we do. Now, last week I talked about those people factors, but these big five are the ones that really do cement you as a leader and whatever level you are inside the business. So let's start with the first one, the one-to-ones. There is so much uh, out there about one-to-ones, how to do them. Um, But even if you've never sort of picked up a management book or looked on YouTube around what is management or what is a one-to-one, you know that one-to-one is about connecting with people. And of course, people work for people. You might think you work for an organisation, but realistically you work for a boss, you work with peers, people work for you, and those are relationships. Whatever modern society is, and whatever that looks like in a very different world to when I first started recording only three years ago, one-to-ones are going to be still there as the first thing that people want to do. They want to have contact. You want to know that your boss understands you, you want to understand them, you also want to make sure when you're working in directs that they get you and you get them on a personal level, but also on the idea of having a standing meeting that you do every fortnight, week, month. First, when I did this, I was very kind of it must be done like this and it must be done like this. I moved a little bit more. Maybe I'm mellowing, and I think there's a definite. Uh, tendency to say that as long as you get your one-to-ones in your diary and you try to do them in the best you can do and you hit them most of the time then that's a pretty good way to be there might be some people who are desperate to have one-to-ones on a weekly basis and that's fine as well again it's horses for courses some people like that contact especially if you're new to role new to the business new to the promotion you might want to sit with your boss and do something a bit more make sure you're on the right track uh, on the reverse there may be one people who just think well as long as i have a one-to-one a weekly get together now i still think it's not just a passing in a corridor are you okay yeah i'm fine that's not one-to-one to To sit down it's how's things going at home how's so-and-so what's the kids like how's your pets at first that sort of bit then to tell me about your team what's going on what's happening let them explain what's going on with their team then they tell me about your work what how are you doing against your goals and of course you always left a one end a one-to-one in my mind is how can I help you? What can I do differently? Because realistically, although it's their time, that half an hour is theirs, or whatever time you put aside for these things, half an hour is probably about right, they're going to have a, a fact of, they want to go out and, and say to you, well, yeah, actually this isn't working, all that isn't working. Now, I'm not saying you'll save it for the one-to-ones, because that's where the second point of my big five comes in, the idea of feedback. And feedback is very important. And of course, again, like one-to-ones, there's models all over the place around how to give good feedback. And feedback is very, very important. We need it in the world to make sure that you are improving. But feedback has to be more than just criticism. Feedback is around balancing a good and a bad. And sometimes it's around correcting a weakness. But a lot of the times it's about reinforcing a strength. Look how well you did this. Well done. Can I give you some feedback? Yeah, well, that was when you did this, that meant this happened. That was brilliant. Can you continue doing that? On the reverse, if you do this, I've seen you do, well, you know, this happens and that doesn't really suit the team and can you do something different about it? So that's the feedback idea. You don't wait, you don't save it up, you don't hold it and get a bag of them before you give it. That's not the way to do it. When you see someone doing something good, tell them. If you see them doing something that's not quite what you say, it goes to the values, then tell them. You know, there's uh, there's lots of it about being open and honest and feeding that feedback straight to the person as soon as you can. It's a difficult art. I don't know if I get it quite right sometimes. I'll admit that. Because, you know, we're human. We're not perfect. We're not following a, a script. We're not a robot. So feedback can be different to others. And the ego gets in the way of some feedback. It can be quite difficult to give someone feedback because they can't see themselves in the mirror. They always say that when you're inside a bottle, you can't read the label. And that's a good analogy. Now, let's move on to the next one delegation. So, you know, as a manager and a leader, you are going to need to delegate. I've said in a number of the casts I've done, delegating is going to be really important. You've got to get others to do something. You're not going to do it yourself. And there's so many good people who we promote into positions who are great doers and then really struggle with the idea of delegating. They go get it done themselves. I'm going to do it myself. And they are usually at the bottom of the list of good managers because the delegation skills are very, very important. If you can't get the guys to do something, uh, then you're in bother because they're always going to step back and let you do it. And also, to be fair, if you don't delegate, how are you going to know these people will be better? How can they improve? There may be so much that they want to do extra in the future that's been held back because you're not delegating enough. You're sitting back and doing it for them. And of course, if you're doing everything, you can't look at the next stage for you. If you're in the weeds, how can you look up and see what's next? You can't, can you? So delegation is a third point when you come to the big five. And delegation also means that when things go wrong, you've given enough power and delegation to them to make sure that they can make decisions. And that leads lovely into the fourth one of the big five, empowering And that's empowering your team to be able to make decisions. It's empowering your team to know where they're going, understand what triggers need uh, to be pulled, what levers need to be pulled to make sure you're going in the right direction, what is and is not acceptable. That empowerment means your shadow, your influence is there 24-7 as a good manager and leader because you don't have to physically be there because the empowerment has gone through them and it also means that those people feel that they can have a say there's nothing worse in life to have things dictate to you to have no choice to feel that everything is done to you that's not how humans want to be we want to have An input, we want to have a choice. We know there's parameters. We know there is edges that we won't be able to go to and change. But to give people enough empowerment to make the decisions they can make, so many organisations rely on a hierarchy, very, very stable hierarchy, which means all the decisions have to go all the way up to the top and all the way back down, meaning decisions are slow, they don't react, and waste is driven into the operations. You know, if you thought of any organisation that's nimble, can react. It's good at customer service. It delivers a good uh, good product. It's all about empowering the people. Anywhere you go, if you went into a store and asked anyone, well, where's this? And they had to go find a supervisor to ask if they could ask, tell you where to go to find the product you're after. You wouldn't shop there for long because it'd take you so long to find anything. And that's the thing about empowering them. It also, when it ties in with delegation, means that you are confident that when you're not there, the guys are getting the stuff done, they're working through the plan, they're making sure the product's right, they're getting the right quality, they're doing it in a safe manner, they make sure the customers are happy, they're doing all the boxes you need to tick. It means you can sleep at night. If not, you're a 24 7 person. Now, what are you going to do? You just try to do everything forever? You're soon going to burn out. And we, all as leaders, say we're on call 24 7. Yes, most of the people I've worked with, if I pick a phone up any time of the day or night, weekend, holidays, they will answer. They will try to do their best, no doubt. But I will not expect them to do it for every decision. I will not expect them to do it every day. And that's because you've got to empower. You've really got to get it right. And the last of the big five is coaching. That idea of coaching, again, links into all the other four. But coaching your team to get that next level up to make sure that you are developing a great team that can then rise up and take your place now we're not talking a revolution here all we're talking about is progression developing people to progress into your position means you're going to have to coach them in what good looks like you're going to have to coach them in the techniques you can learn a lot a heck of a lot in books in youtube in podcasts in university you can learn a lot but sometimes it's around coaching and helping the person see what they are. And that can sometimes be around how good they are, back to that feedback idea, but it's also around what they can do to change. Can they see and look at what we're going to be? Most of the sports now have moved away from calling them football managers, but to be coaches, to be developers. Most of the Top professionals will have coaches in different areas, be that nutrition, physical, psychological, tactical. They've always got a coach, even though they're the best in the world. The top tennis players, golf, football, rugby, whatever sport will have coaches in each area who are specialists and can help them through. And also think of coaching outside the people you're directly managing. Think of how you can coach others to be better. How you can show and expand your skills as a good manager to others and to get the values of, the, of your company work out there. So coaching can also help you develop others away from your direct uh, reporting. And that crosses into the idea of mentoring. Mentoring people to be able to be better than they are through a system of coaching and mentoring. And I think if you took those five and did nothing else with them, Listen to no the casts, but really practice them five. You, if you look at the 80-20 rule, those 20% would probably deliver 80% of what you really need to do to get out of it. There's tweaks, there's development, there's expansion on all those, but realistically, you get those five right, you're in a great position to be a good leader and a good manager going forward. And it's not saying they're the only five. There's lots of um, different ways of approaching things. There's lots of other... People will tell you that this is the best way. This is the only way. There's usually people trying to sell you something. You know the number of, um, of uh, sort of you know pop-ups on your social media will say, "Please come here, do this, look at that. This is the way to do it. If you send us this, we will show you how to do that." Um, and that goes round and round. That's just part of the ways. As long as you can realistically say, "What am I getting out of that?" If they, that person's going to give me all this, are they actually giving it for free, or is there something behind it? So that is the big five, and that is the next stage in my concepts of leadership. Um, and as I said, because I've got such good feedback around the people element, I'm going to do a couple more of these. I might sprinkle in some others, but as I go along, I'm going to put in a few of these around it. So if I just give you an overview, there's things like team um, development, there's accountability tools, continuous improvement there's uh, safety cultures, career development, strategic development, performance management, positive leadership, crisis management, lots of different things that i have love to talk to you about in the future, but that's enough for today. So, well, I mean, thanks so much uh, for listening to this episode of Management Podcasts. Sure, I'm, I'm sure you've enjoyed it, but if you haven't in any way, or if you have, please continue to give me your feedback because it's a gift. Feedback is a gift, and the auction man inside me says it's a free gift because all you've got to do is email it to podcast at gmail.com. I will answer you, I promise, and I would love to engage on some new and some old topics. And of course, as I say on every podcast you have you learned today? Please try and put it into action because words are cheap and action is really what drives you to get the results you need. Well, that's it for Manager Matt this week. Thanks for listening and goodbye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing. Please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermatpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermatt.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.